the Mark West Sports Podcast. Over here at the library, yo. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to the library to do work because, uh, like, working at home is. I realize it's just, it's just too many distractions. Too many distractions. You know? Yeah, because the wife is always talking to me about stuff. I mean, it's like regular stuff. It's not like she's trying to bother me, but since she's yeah. there come in talk to me about stuff that's going on and uh, I don't want no distractions at all so I'm in this like room in the library one of these study rooms in the library so this is gonna be pretty much my my workstation hold on what time the library closes at I thought they close like around like seven right this one closes at eight okay that's smart yeah yeah no I mean I know I know when I was studying for like the architecture exam like yeah studying at home it's like be studying any little thing just like oh shit let me go uh i forgot to to put the, the towel up oh, i left the towel in the you know and then you get up to go do that towel shit and the next thing you know you're like oh, you know what five minutes of tv man that ain't gonna kill me you know boom you put the right. tv on let me exactly. see what's up. Yeah, all right let me turn that off and then you're like oh shit you know what i gotta fill my water bottle up now <laughs> I mean, you know you ain't do shit you're like what the fuck? yeah there's always some shit distracting you, yo. And like with this shit that I'm doing now, I gotta be like in a cave basically and just totally focused on on this shit because I have to write pretty much kind of three stories a day type of thing. And they don't have to be super long, but I have to make sure I get that much out, you know, during the day, then also tap in on the message boards, you know, and do whatever else. No, no that's a lot, yo. Yeah, yeah. writing especially like writing every day this is this is going to be crazy to <laughs> make sure because that's how because you know i think i think that's what happens kind of kind of with the news and the media just the fact that it's the same way like back in the day it was like the news came on from like you know like three o'clock to like five o'clock you know every day and now the news is 24 7 and you end up just making shit up just to make shit up just to have something to talk about you know I think right. that's that's kind of what what happening with with the media now, but yeah, that's going that's going to be fucking that'll be dope as long as it as long as they don't have to be super long, you know, because there's always something right. to write about, talk about. Yeah, yeah, they're not super long because I looked at the, the the website that I'm taking over and reading some stories that they put out. Some of them shits have like four paragraphs, and each paragraph is like two sentences. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really a lot that you got to put out every time. You just have yeah. to put out something, at least three of them, like per day, you know. But that's where the staff comes in. They're gonna be, you know, pumping out stuff too. So yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot going on, but the well, but I mean, cause like Wes is saying once you get your schedule situated, you should be good. I kind of think you have your own business now so you're pretty you're pretty much on schedule 24 7. so i, I did yeah. want to ask you i do want to ask you about like like is there are you going to figure out a day that's probably the best day to record uh yeah will we be able to do at least like maybe once a month like physically like all together you know you know what i mean at, at west's spot like maybe like once a month or something like that you know I mean, yeah, it, it it depends like on how this how this football season goes. Like, um, I'm gonna try to go to road games too. Um, so Saturdays are gonna be 
even tougher than it was before because remember how like if it was on the road then i'd be recording at your house um but sunday is probably going to be a better day i don't know if y'all can do sunday you know if you're trying to do the the in the in-house one you know what i'm saying i mean i I could do Sundays too, you know, as long as I have one, one Saturday or Sunday to like hit up the beach or something, you know what I mean? Cause I got, I got to hit the, hit up the beach, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I could, I could fit Sundays in, you know? Yeah. For but me, I'm, I'm like, guessing, I'm, I'm guessing it, it's not going to be like it used to be where it was like every week Sunday. I'm thinking it's probably going to be like once a month now, maybe, you know what I mean? Depending no, on what I, your schedule is looking like. I wouldn't say that. I think I could still do like the weekly zoom, like, um, I would say Tuesday is probably going to be the best day. Yeah. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, it's probably going to be the best day to do the Zoom recordings because during the season, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm pretty much going to be busy um, evening times, you know. Um, Wednesday, I'm actually planning on doing either a Twitter space or a like another podcast with uh, one of the guys that I'm hiring on on Wednesday. So just just so we can preview the high school games and the yeah. college games and talk about the high school performers from the weekend, that type of thing. So Wednesday could probably be out too, but Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are going to be the best days, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So Sunday probably is going to be maybe physical and – Monday, Tuesday, possibly a Zoom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the, the physical ones is probably going to be like maybe once or twice a month, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And Sunday might be good, too, because we could do a, a podcast like right after the Dolphins game, which is usually at 1 o'clock, which would be great because, you know, people will want to hear about what we have to say about the Dolphins game right after it finishes. Yeah. So... But yeah, man. I'll talk about Vegas on the on the on the uh on the podcast <laughs> once we get right. started. But man, I don't know what y'all really know. Lead with. Uh, mm. I can't really think so, of any topics that I know of right now. Um I had a few topics. Deshaun Watson has about it. Yeah, but there ain't really no topic. You ain't really say anything. Yeah, it's the same old shit. Mm-hmm, same shit. Uh, well, we could talk about it, though, because there's a couple things I want to say about it. What else? I've seen Shikari. NBA. I saw, what did she get, second place? No, she won. She won it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But was it who was it against? It wasn't against none of them Jamaicans, right? Nah, she she you know she won like a um, like a local like meter, two hundred meter race, um, like some New York City Grand Prix, something like that. But um, we could jump in, and first thing we want to talk about probably is the Dolphins, you know. Jump on the Dolphins quick. Jump on the Heat quick because Pat Riley had his interview postseason. I mean, yeah. If, if you just want to just go ahead and start it, and if you got the topics, just you know, just you oh know, no, that's just something that I just was thinking about right now. The other topics yeah. that I have, like, it's on my phone. 
I was just like, you know, we saw he, Dolphins, and Canes. Of course, he went to the 707. Some of the people that's committed to the Canes were there. Some of the people that possibly can, you know what I'm saying? So we might as well just cover that first and then jump into the the other bullshit, you know, like the stuff that I got. He'll get his opinion. I'll get his opinion. I'll get my opinion. And and then we'll we'll go from there. If you have anything else that he want to add or if you have something else while um, we're like, you know, recording, you want to, you know, say if you got anything else or you, you say something, Chris, and then we'll go ahead and talk on whatever it is. If you don't, then we just recording what we got. All right. All right, we gonna start. <laughs> All right, kid, go ahead. All right, it's the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's Wesley Pierre, and we give you that real sports talk from a South Florida perspective. And South Florida has been in the national news as of late because of the Miami Hurricanes, of course. Miami Hurricanes, uh, they got a commitment last night or, or yesterday from tight end uh, Jackson Carver. Mm-hmm. And he is projected to be like, like a four-star tight end. And we all know mm-hmm. Miami's tight end you, so you can keep that tradition going uh, with this guy, Jackson Carver. There's also a couple of other tight ends that could be in the mix as well. You got um, a Riley Williams, who's out of Oregon, uh, going to be visiting next week. And Reed McKeska, who I learned from, uh, you know, one of the rivals, uh, inside guys from Texas, that he is likely going to be committing to the U um, maybe today, tomorrow. Who It seems like it's going to be soon. What I heard from um, about him, though, is that he's more of a tackle. He's not as as, as impressive as a tight end. So you already got your tight end there with Jackson Carver, your four-star, and then you may have a backup with Riley Williams uh, next um, next week, and then Reed, Reed McKeska, a guy to add on the line. But um, but yeah, so the Hurricanes they had that that was big news. Obviously, added another commit to the twenty twenty three class, and then the other big news was my boy Ray Ray. Nathaniel Joseph, the explosive wide receiver out of Miami Edison, who I've been talking about, who I've been saying Mm -hmm. was likely going to be trending towards Miami, committed from Clemson yesterday. yesterday. Okay, so (laughs) that that was big news because he was at the camp over the weekend, balled out again in front of Coach Gaddis. And like I said before, Coach Gaddis, he likes these explosive uh, receivers. Uh, yes. Coach Gaddis is also the receivers coach, by the way. So he's out there recruiting for the receivers um, as the OC. So all indication is saying that um, Ray Ray will be committing to the U. He wants to commit before the se- before the season starts, um, but he will get some other offers now. Now now that he decommitted from Clemson, some other teams may jump in the mix like Louisville. Uh, who might try to get Ray Ray on campus. Um, he will be at the Legends Camp, uh, which is, you know, rebranded as the, the Paradise, uh, was the Paradise Camp, now it's the Legends Camp. He will be there, uh, you know, this month. So who knows, maybe maybe it'll happen after that camp. So those those were the two, two best news to come out of uh, Miami Hurricanes. They got the commit, and then they got... Um, you know, uh, Ray Ray to, to decommit. 
Um, so I, I know you heard about, about that news. What, oh, what, yeah. what, what were your thoughts when you heard? I thought about your ass. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as he decommitted, I'm like, he decommitted from Clemson. I'm like, ain't that what Marcus said? I'm like, yeah, he's on point. He's on point. When I seen the tight end, I'm like, damn, 6'6", six, six, you know. I'm like, I mean, this was tight end you, running back you, you feel me? So me, I'm looking at it like it's a it's a plus, you feel me? And I'm like, um, he was scheduled to possibly go to Iowa. So I'm like, I know Iowa, these these um, um Midwest um states, certain things like that, they like big guys. You know what I'm saying? And when I normally see Iowa and all these other um 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 colleges or college sports teams and and I'm comparing them to us. I'm like, damn, we look so much smaller. So just to that, the plain fact that we could get somebody that normally would be on a uh, a bigger team, not skills wise, but as far as you know, the girth of their body, you feel me, and the strength, you feel me. Um, I think that's something you want to see, and and not just that, you know, the um, you said there was another um someone else that wanted to go ahead and commit to the um University of Miami, and he's more of a tackle. I don't care. I don't mind. We need help in the O-line. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do not mind any of those things. But as far as what with my guy from Edison, you know, and um, that's another thing. You know, I, I, I'm i happy that he's going to the he, – well, he hasn't committed yet to the University of Miami, but we know what's going to happen. I mean, Coral Gables is not too far from Edison. You know, your family can see you. Your friends can see you. And that's the best feeling to actually – do what you do in front of your family and your friends. You know, it's going to give you that other fire under your belt. He's already an explosive receiver. He's not as tall, you know, but he make those plays. He catches the ball. It's kind of like um, the guy, I think, is it Robbie? Yeah, Robbie. It's kind of like Robbie um, um, from, well, he's he's in Palmetto right now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he It's kind of like him. When I see him as well, he's an explosive receiver. So for me, it's just like... Uh, Mario Cristobal been here not too long. I mean, it's been like maybe like six months, six months, seven months. Um, and he's already turned everything around. Again, they're talking about us on um, ESPN and other sports shows. And the crazy thing is you had the NCAA. You know that they don't like us, the beaches, the women and the weather. NCAA decided to visit the University of Miami. Why? Yeah, Why so not visit Alabama? <laughs> Why not visit, you know, like, like, um, Texas A&M? Why do you got to come to the University of Miami? Like, that's the first school that you want to go ahead and, um, visit. And we know, like, they're saying it's not an investigation, but come on, man. When there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying that the University of Miami is not doing anything wrong. They're not, you know? I mean, you got Ruiz. He's an attorney. Um, he'd be on 560. He, he basically breaks down everything that he does with the team. He's open with the team. Um, and it's just the hate is still happening. You know what I'm saying? They hated us when we were in the playoffs when it came to the um, Miami Heat. We got really no coverage. You got coverage from us, you know, and when they were covering us, they actually was, you know, throwing shit on our, on our name. You feel me? They was not respecting us. And same thing is going for the University of Miami. This is something that's been happening since the 80s, 90s, and this is why we have two, three, 30s for 30s. And and um, it's just continuing to happen. They do not like the 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 positive trajectory of our team. They know we're going to win. They know that this is the hotbed for all of the talent. And it just was like, 
I really wanted to talk about that on the podcast. I wanted to see what you was going to say about that because I knew you was um, on the West Coast um, handling some business. But 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 yeah, yeah. what was your what was your feeling when you actually um, seen that the NCAA was visiting the University of Miami? I mean, just like how you said, okay, typically, yeah, uh, let's let's go investigate Miami first <laughs> before, <laughs> you know, all the other uh, colleges, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. I would think Texas A&M would be the first one that they would investigate because they don't have the beaches, weather, and, you know, the women, um, the women, the women. <laughs> you know, in, uh, in College Station, uh, which is, you know, maybe an hour away from Texas, I mean, from uh, Houston. Um, so that, 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 that was the first thing that came up to my mind. I was just like, no, oh, Miami for real, not, not Texas A&M, you know, not uh, maybe a USC or, or Alabama or, Alabama or something I like mean, that. I mean, this is yeah. the perfect time. He, like, yeah. like, like, this, I mean, you had your former coach said, all you need to do is just interview former coaches and the truth will come out basically. So why not start there? Why not start with the powerhouse Alabama? Why? Because the beaches, the women and the weather, and you see his background, you see my background. They hate all our sports teams, anything. They're like, damn, man, they already got everything down there, man. Rick Ross just had his, his, his car show in Georgia, but you know, it was a day County, um it was a day county uh car show really it was in georgia because of course you know why not you got a big ass mansion like that That's everybody was just, you know what i'm saying i mean it's understandable but again like yo like come on man like stop doing this man stop doing this yeah i mean from what i've seen john rue is the the attorney is doing things the right way um every time somebody questions his character or his integrity he comes and he claps back in normal <laughs> day county style you know what i'm saying yes. and and bring, brings the facts and, and the receipts and everything to let people know, hey, this is legit. Uh, we are just trying to help the, the players that are with the University of Miami, not helping to uh, commit or help, helping players commit or, or recruit players. That would be, you know, I, 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 uh, of course, a direct violation. So I think Miami's doing it the right way. Um, Life Wallet and John Ruiz are definitely two um, things that, that are, let's be honest, are also enticing kids, but it's not really, it's just because of what it is. It's not because of what we are pushing upon uh, these kids. So ain't, ain't, no, ain't no surprise to me. NCAA has always have a target on, on the you, you know what I'm saying? They, they've always had a target on us uh, for forever. I mean, they, um, you know, crippled the, the program through Twice. the 2000s with the Nevin Shapiro stuff, which, you know, they were never even convicted of anything, yet they were on probation. Um, and then when they finally did get convicted, and we self-imposed a bowl um, one time just be, just to, you know, save face. And, you know, it still led to a, a downturn of the program because a lot of kids were like, hey, you guys are going to be on probation. And, hey, you guys ain't you know, get into the playoff or ACC championship as a result of the lack of scholarships. One other thing that did happen, I saw this week, is that they're not limiting uh, programs to scholarships, which is actually really big news because That's big, yeah. what, what would happen, especially now with the transfer portal, is that these kids that transfer to a school would take up a scholarship spot. So now 
you can transfer. Um, you still have, I, I think, like a limit uh, or time frame of when you can transfer players in, but there's not a limit on scholarships, which means players coming out of high school won't lose an opportunity at a scholarship because of a transfer that went to the school. So that's even big, bigger uh, for Miami because, you know, we, we starting to be transferring you too, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of players are, are transferring uh, to the University of Miami. Uh, so you still have opportunity to get those recruits from South Florida and other places as well. Speaking of those recruits, since you said I was out on the West Coast, man, I want to talk about uh, first Robbie Washington uh, from what I saw from him out there. Um, now, Miami Immortals, uh, let's just say, first off, they they flew out there on a private jet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they flew out there on a private jet. And um, they, on paper, to me, probably, you know, them and South Florida Express probably have the best two teams out there but they couldn't put it together for some reason out there. You know, they bowed out of the tournament pretty early. Um, they didn't, I didn't see Robbie Washington featured as much as I thought he should. Um, towards the end, they gave him a little short pass and he made two people miss. And this is seven on seven where you just touch them and they're basically tackled. So they couldn't get hands on him too. He made two people miss in the open field. So to give you an idea of his explosiveness and what he can do in the open field, um, I, I did speak to him personally, and he said that he was going to try to recruit uh, certain players, Miami, including the quarterback for Miami Mortals, who's Jaden Rashada. Jaden Rashada looked pretty good from what I've seen as a quarterback for Miami Mortals. He, um, you know, he's he's from the West Coast. And, and, you know, the, these Miami 707 teams now have West Coast players on them, which is crazy. But um, so he is trying to recruit him. Rashad is actually scheduled to uh, announce his commitment in three days. But he said uh, when I spoke to him that he may delay that depending on what happens in the next few days. He said Miami is still in the mix, but it seems like a very outside chance, to be honest. Other, other teams are, are in the mix, like uh, – you know, Texas A&M. He's um, quarterback anyway, so, you know. Oh, yeah. So, we'll see. But they, they try to get at least one quarterback per cycle. He is one of the quarterbacks they was targeting, um, as well as uh, Dante Moore. Dante Moore is another player that I saw over the weekend. He's out of Detroit. This is a player that I knew since middle school because he came to a football hotbed um, camp. Um, so he was at the camp at Cardinal, Cardinal Gibbons High School in Fort Lauderdale, like three, maybe three, four years ago. Um, and that's when I first spoke to him. And he came off as a very intelligent young man then. And he came at, uh, came off as, a, as an intelligent young man now. He already had the, on a, a relationship established with our OC, Coach Gaddis, who came from Michigan. So he was already recruiting him at Michigan. So that really intrigued Dante Moore. So it, it definitely gives us uh, an in as far as him coming to Miami, the fact that Gaddis is, is down here in Miami. So he was playing for the Cam Newton seven on seven team. Cam Newton was actually out there too. I got some pictures of a Cam um, and uh, he was, he was coaching up Dante Moore, and Dante Moore, to me, one of the most impressive 
quarterback. So all of all the quarterbacks that Miami is actively recruiting right now, to me, Dante Moore is the guy. Dante Moore, if you hear him um, commit in the next month or two, or it could be through the season as well, because he's actually still in school. He's actually still in high school until like the 27th. And then officials uh, visits, you can't, uh, there's a dead period in July, so he's not, not going to be visiting anywhere. But there's a slight possibility he could, um, you know, um, commit before the season. He's still, you know, looking at other, other schools, you know, including, the, you know, Ohio State, Notre Dame's. Um, of the world, um, but Miami still has a really good chance to, to get Dante Moore. The other, the last um, quarterback is uh, Emery Williams. I don't know if you heard of him, but he he's another quarterback that po quite possibly could uh, commit to the U. He's out of Milton, Florida. Um, he's like, I want to say like 6'5 or 6'6. Six, six. Um, you know, I, I actually just just looked at his, his film earlier today, and he's pretty solid. Um, he's not as good as a Dante Moore or a Jaden Rashada, but at the same time, you 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 have a pretty heavy QB room at, at Miami. You know what I'm saying? You already got Van Dyke, you already got Jacar Brown, and then you still got Jake Garcia. Um, so, but you do want to get at least one quarterback to this class because maybe Garcia transfers, maybe Van Dyke goes to the NFL. That only leaves you with Jacoy Brown and, you know, maybe a couple other guys who have been there, like Peyton Matocha or whatnot. Um, um, but so you, you would like to add at least one more quarterback piece. But Dante Moore, you know, is the guy that 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 you would hope would be the guy that Miami takes for this class based on what I seen over the weekend in Vegas. What about defense? You feel me? Because I seen I seen Antonio. Um, Robinson Jr. get an interception. I'm not sure if he played um, in front of you when you was out west, but yeah. um, you know he 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 seems to be a solid player. You know, of course, you know um, I seen that. I had to make sure that we we gave him some love on the on the um, podcast and on our um, Instagram because you know I've been following him for a while. Well, we've been following him for a while. And, you know, steady looking at him doing his thing. You feel what I'm saying? So me, that's somebody that I want to actually come to the University of Miami um, because, you know, just the plain fact that that I've seen um, clips of him, been following him for a while. He goes out west and he does um, what I thought he was going to do. And that's basically dominate on seven on seven. Um, so yeah. tight coverage. And, you know, he seemed like somebody that can fit the the role that we need in the University of Miami, because we know that the defense is something that we need to build up. You know what I'm saying? Like last year, our defense, our corners, they gave up that 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 play against Florida State. I mean, ultimately, I'm happy that happened because now we're in this position to have Mario Cristobal and basically have one of the best, if not the best coaching staff in college football right now. But I still got that bad taste in my mouth. And I think if he was probably back there, um, we probably would have had an interception like he had <laughs> when he was out west. So how did you, yeah. did you see him? And what did you yeah. think when you did see him? Yeah, I did see Antonio Robinson. Uh, he, he was actually the last kid I, I spoke to before, you know, leaving. 
um, the tournament. So the last day, I actually finally got a chance to to speak to him, and he plays for Cam Newton's seven on seven team, which was in the championship game against South Florida Express. Shout out to South Florida Express, who ended up winning uh, the tournament. A uh, bunch of our our guys, um, our South Florida kids, were, are on the team, and they they represented. We had three teams out there: Miami Immortals, DefCon, and um, SFE. And SFE came through with the championship. So I did see Antonio Robinson matched up against, you know, our best guys and he made some plays. Um, but, you know, with South Florida Express, you're going to leave somebody open. <laughs> and, yeah. and the quarterbacks that we got, you know, were, were able to get uh, the ball to the open guy. But um, actually, I spoke to him, but I actually want to listen to my my interview with him. I don't know if you, you can actually hear it, but I'm just going to play it and just Hear, hear, hear what he said. Let's see what happens. I don't know if you can hear it. A little closer. Nah, barely. It's kind of faint. Matter of fact, you know, you probably just um send that out to um Christian and he'll go ahead and edit that in. And then, you know, you could just go ahead and, and talk about what you um, spoke on. But um, <clears throat> as far as with the interview. He was, he was just saying, um, I, I asked him about uh, playing for Cam Newton's team and, and kind of how that, that worked. And he was just saying it was a great experience, uh, the fact that he'd be able to come out to the West Coast um, uh, is, you know, is a blessing in itself. But let me put something else on there. Also, yeah, it's all good. Um, also, when it came to that um, seven on seven, you remember that clip? Uh, maybe like a year, maybe two years back, um, probably three because of the pandemic. So, um, when Cam Newton had got into it with a um, with a, a younger athlete or something like that, and it kind of went viral or some shit. You know, was that a seven on seven or was it just yeah, like yeah. a regular? I think that was a seven on seven. <laughs> you feel me? Because yeah. I'm like, you know, for him going to um to uh, over there and, and and being the coach of you know Antonio Robinson Jr. Um, you know, I'm I'm like, this is what you're gonna get when you get people from Dade County, man. You know, we got that mouth, man. Like, come on, we don't care how much money you got, we don't care. We come from the we come from the trenches, you feel me? So, you know, you're gonna have to learn how to deal with that. You know, again, Cam Newton, I think he handled it well few years back and that just shows that you know the growth you feel what i'm saying because obviously he's still dealing with the with the youth and trying to build them up to um get to that next level so so um you know i really do think that that it, it it's a good a humbling experience because i seen the interview with cam as well and cam how he was talking about how he put himself in two bad situations <laughs> you feel me he put with the new england um situation and it got to did he go back to the panthers and and, and going back to the panthers he, he, he basically was saying that he could he could have put himself in a better position to succeed. I mean, it, it probably is an excuse, you know, because he didn't have the arm that, you know, we thought he had. And, you know, after being Superman, Superman, you know, kryptonite, you know, uh, kryptonite is father time. And and you're not as durable as you usually be. Well, same thing like LeBron James. We finally seeing him get injured and not being able to, finish off the season the way he normally
finish it off. You know, individuals like that, they get hit. You know, they may go to the sideline for a second, they right back in the game. So, um, you know, good good to see Cam Newton um, still, um, you know, mentoring these kids and, you know, and mentoring kids that's from South Florida. You feel me? Because you know who I care about first. I care about Dade County and South Florida players first. Of course, I want all the players to succeed, but it's like your child. You want your children to succeed first. You feel me? So, so yeah, that, 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 that is a, a, a big look for Cam Newton to continue um, doing that. And of course, you know, he got wicks like me, so I, I got like <laughs> some type of way. You feel me? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Cam Newton, just to kind of touch on him, I mean, I still think he, he has a chance to start in this league. I mean, I don't see any reason why a team would not, would, you know, put him on the team. I know why. Because, uh, what'd you say? I know why the image. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's got this, I guess, you know, first he one, he's the- black, two, he's got wicks, three, he's, <laughs> you know, controversial, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and then four is not like you were setting the world on fire when you were playing. So you got kind of all those things playing a factor, but, you know, to his defense, like he was playing for a Patriots team, the evil empire, come in a COVID year where he just got on the team. So he, I I guarantee he didn't know the playbook all the way through, tried to get through that season. And then he jumps on Carolina and then starts playing for Carolina in the next week. So he definitely didn't know the, the, the playbook or anything like that. So I think it would benefit him if he actually started in the actual training camp with, with a team before starting, because the way that he he just kind of jumped in situations trying to make stuff happen, it, it doesn't happen like that overnight. I mean, look at Tua. It took Tua a whole year to really learn, learn the playbook. So Cam Newton, I think, is still played. I think he still can be a starter, not, not just a backup. Um, but what he what he helped put together with this Vegas tournament out there um, was was I've been to a lot of seven on seven tournaments. This is the best one I ever been to. Like it was just so well run, you know. Okay. I mean, albeit it was hot as hell, bro. Mm. It's hundred degrees I outside over, right now. It was a, over a hundred degrees though. Like put that in perspective. It's never over a hundred degrees in South Florida. Maybe rarely. Mm. But Last this year one was. was every day, bro. Every day yeah. is a hundred degrees <laughs> outside. You feel it too. It's not like you know, after just chilling out. I don't see how the boys was out there running and catching and doing all of that when I'm just sitting there just walking around losing five pounds every five minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but overall, the tournament was just really, really well run. They gave us a lot of material, they gave us full rosters. Uh, of all the other players that were there, all the top prospects, um, you know, it, they had uh, three fields going on. The turf was nice. They had an announcer. They had music. Um, they had replays. They had a big screen for replays that you could see, which is great. That's how I got that. That one thing I posted with Brandon Ennis, I just filmed the, the, the big screen. Perfect. So... So yeah, I mean, it was just a. I know Cam Newton was 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 uh, highly involved in just pr- producing the event. It had a lot of investors, including Jeff Bezos and Drake, invested into this. So this is going to be something that that's going to be ongoing, like for next year, because it was a lot of put money. You could tell was put into this. Um, 
and uh, now all the all the kids seem to enjoy it as well as the uh, coaches. So it was a great event, and I think it's just going to be even better, even better next next season. Um, so shout out to Cam Newton for helping to make that happen. They probably even change it from seven on seven to being like full blown teams. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Know, man, putting on all those pads on in 100 degree weather? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because <laughs> they, yeah, they almost like the, the, the worst day was the last day because it was in the morning. It was like from 9 to 12, but all the other games were from 7 to 10, which is thankfully that's when the sun is down. But when that sun is up, man, you baking like some rotisserie chicken. <laughs> but you gotta understand. You remember, um, it was this this movie that I seen back in the days. It was like a road trip movie, a family road trip. And then I remember they was in the desert. He threw a steak on the rock, and the rock was cooking the steak. You feel what I'm saying? So that's where you was at. You was in Vegas. So uh, you probably was feeling exactly what they was feeling in the actual movie. You know. Um, but hey, it is what it is. I do see it growing. Again, um, before I was in really on 707s, when we first started the podcast, he asked me, like, you be on the 707s? I'm like, nah, not too much. You feel what I'm saying? But, you know, now, you know, um, being around you, of course, I'm, you know, I got to go ahead and look at it. And when I looked at it, you got all the best players in, in um, the United States playing on different teams. Of course, the best ones come from South Florida. But, I mean, why not? It's like watching an all-Madden game. You feel what I'm saying? Or something like that. But yeah, yeah, shout out to them boys, Drake, um, Cam Newton, um, and all the other players that participated yourself, you know, sharing, you know, videos to the public. Yeah. You know, I still got more. I still got a bunch see. more to share too. Like Don't a worry. bunch to share. Hey, I just been trying to catch up on things and just to let you know, man, first off, my flight was delayed getting there, you know, and a lot of people's flight was delayed. Come, like DEFCON, the Miami team, didn't even play the first day because like half of the kids' flight was delayed, you know? So they had to make up games during during the weekend. First night, yeah, I had nice. to stay in Charlotte. So I missed the night in Vegas because I had to stay, stay a night in Charlotte because our flight was delayed. We had a connecting flight in Charlotte and we missed the flight to connect. So we had to wait until the morning. So we had to stay in a hotel in Charlotte. And Charlotte is garbage, by the way. So I can't <laughs> say that, but it's like, like everything was like closed, like at eleven. You know, like all the restaurants were closed at eleven. We could only find like a diner to go to. The diner was jumping, but I'm just like, damn. Like there's really not a lot to do. I mean, yeah, it was in the middle of the week. It was like Wednesday night. That's but like, damn. We live in yeah, South exactly. Florida. <laughs> exactly. I mean, again. You know? It's just the reason why they hate us. You see, Marcus just yeah. gave you proof, you know, yeah, but went to Charlotte, you know, yeah. things closing early. Again, the beaches, the women, the weather, the, the clubs close like, I mean, our clubs is like basically 24-7, some of the clubs, you yeah. know. I mean, of course, we got the weather. We don't got that type of weather, 100 degree weather all day. But and we of course we got different type of mommies, you feel me? We got the yeah, black, yeah. we got the Puerto Rican, we got the well Puerto Rican is black. We got the black, white, Spanish, <laughs> we got all that. You feel me? Some of them they be Puerto Rican, Haitian, Jamaican, Bahamian, all mixed in one. You feel me? Give you an exotic look that you probably can't find nowhere else in, in the world. So yeah, this is the reason why they hate us. And again, Marcus just gave y'all more proof. Yeah, thanks for too damn early. Ain't shit to do. Yeah, and it was it's total opposite once we got to Vegas though. <laughs> Vegas is like, Miami. yo, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas is like, 
it's crazy. It's crazy. You ever been to Vegas? Nah, I was supposed to go Vegas to Vegas crazy, like before like, the pandemic. <clears throat> it's kind of like like when you're on the strip and everything, it feels like it's it's like New York and Times Square, but it's hot. So you kind of feel like you're in Miami. You know what I'm saying? So there's so much stuff to do. It's kind of overwhelming, like everything that you can get into, you know, what I'm saying? because, you know, they got they got dispensaries out there. There's, there's two dispensaries across the street from my hotel. Uh, what type of dispensaries? Is we dispensaries or even women dispensaries? Because they got that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just I know they got those too, but I don't, I don't know when those were. Um, because my lady actually came with me, um, because she never been to Vegas. I was been to Vegas only one other time, but it was for work. And I didn't really hang out like that. I was just in the hotel the whole time. Did um, you hang out with wifey? Um, yeah, yeah. After we did, the, right, perfect, we did have a chance to hang out. Um, ate at a really nice place called Yardbird, which was really good. They had really good yeah. fried chicken. Oh man. They got that down here too. Everything is kind of like big over there. Yeah, I think there's I think they were saying there was only two in the in the country, one down here and then one in Vegas. There you go. So See? it was on it was off the chain. I mean it cost a pretty penny, but it was it was, I felt it was kind of it was worth it. I mean the cake, man, we had dessert. The cake was literally this tall. We were like, what the hell? I'll show mm-hmm. you a picture when I see you when we link up. <laughs> but like the cake was just ridiculous. Um, the malls is crazy. Like the things about the malls and some of the casinos, like the ceiling is like the sky you know it's like a blue sky so it looks like you're like you're walking outside but you're really inside so if you're tripping oh you're gonna be tripping oh man tripping balls for, <laughs> for real because it just looks real trippy in, in the uh in the malls like caesar's palace and i forgot the other one that we went to but um but yeah vegas is crazy bro it's just yeah um yeah, they got dispensaries of all shorts, like you, like you mentioned. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, we gambled a couple of slot machines here and there, but you know, with nothing. But I did bet on the on the fight though, because sports betting, you could just do like sports betting like like normal, <laughs> um, like nor like normally how us degenerates would go into like a barber shop in the back, you know. So, <laughs> Or like a or a corner store, you know, that you just know you go to and you get your ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's right there, right there in the open. So I bet on the fight. I bet on Valentina and Zhang. I bet a parlay for both of them to win. So I ended up winning that. And then I, I bet it on Zhang individually. So I, I won both on that. So that's basically the the gambling that I did to win over there. Okay. So but I also did put in a future bet from for the Miami Hurricanes to win the ACC championship. And for the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Damn, you know, you could have actually texted me. I would have put some money on top of that <laughs> shit. You feel me? Because I, I, I completely agree. I think both those things going to happen. But, you know, um, I was going to ask you, like, you know, um, do you think, you know, if we if we talk about University of Miami and the Dolphins, I was going to who you think going to be better this year? Is it going to be the Dolphins or is it going to be the Canes? That's a good question. That's a good question. And you know, I'm aside with the, the team on, on my head here. I'm, I'm going <laughs> go you, bro, because to be honest, I don't feel like there's any other ACC team that's really going to compete with us. You know what I'm saying? Be- being that if Florida State was on a high, if this was the year that, that Jameis Winston was trying to go for two, then I would say no. 
if this was a year that Trevor Lawrence Sunshine was trying to go for two, I would say no. But I'm not totally impressed with the quarterback over there, Clemson, DJ Ugalele. Um, and I mean, yeah, they don't have that defense like they always do. Um, but I think Miami has enough playmakers to win every game. You know what I'm saying? They have, they have enough playmakers to um, beat Clemson, in my opinion. In my opinion. Your, your hardest games are going to be Florida State and Clemson. I know Florida State is down, but they always playing us tough. Texas a and Texas A&M. And they beat us last year. I'm talking about in the conference. Oh, okay, you know, okay, Yeah, okay. Texas A&M. Yeah, obviously that's going to be a big game. And if we win that game, hey, we might even go to the damn playoff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as far as AC, ACC games, you know, Clemson and Florida State is probably going to be your, your two toughest teams. And if you win those two games, you pretty much in there. I mean, yeah, you're going to play your Virginia Techs, who always play his stuff. Um, and, um, you know, Georgia Tech, I think, is going to be kind of down this season. Duke is, you know, is Duke. We always beat them anyway in our down years, most years. And then you got North Carolina. North Carolina is supposed to be – was supposed to be the team last year, and they weren't. And they lost their quarterback. So they bring in a totally new guy. But that's the one team that has been recruiting like us in the past couple of years. So I wouldn't be surprised if North North Carolina gives us a tough game. But I'm betting on, like I just said, them beating North Carolina and all them teams. So I think think they do end up winning the ACC. Um, Teams like Louisville is going to have a decent team. All all these other teams are kind of fairly decent in the middle teams. You know what I'm saying? Like the Virginia Techs, the Louisville, the Wake Forests, the Pitts, um, they're pretty much winnable games. And I think with an experienced quarterback that we have and an, a more experienced coaching staff who who not going to fumble away games like Manny Diaz did last year with Florida State and yeah, almost, Spanish, and almost did with uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and almost did with uh, Appalachian State, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think those games are going to be close games. Um, the, uh, obviously, the real measuring stick is going to be that Texas A&M game. That's, that's when we're really going to know what we got because it's earlier in this early in the season. But if we keep that game close, that's going to be a win for me, you know what I'm saying? Because that's going to be a hostile environment in mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Um, there's Miami's still a relatively young team. If you can keep up with a team like that or just mess around and beat them, Miami's going to be on fire. <laughs> I swear, you know, just like how Las Vegas is on fire with the temperature, Miami, it, the, the degrees may turn up to 100 degrees here if mm-hmm. Miami wins that game. And Miami, it will be on the – I won't say they'll be back yet if they win that game because if they win the AC Championship, that's when I'll say we're back. Oh, yeah, back to the future. You feel me? Like, like we got to go. I mean, we're in the future, but look, I mean, we got to go back to the past. We got to show these young guys, these young bulls, how we do it. And we got all the tools and all the coaching staffs to to, to actually um do that. Now, yeah. what about you? Know, you? What do you think? Dolphins or Hurricanes? Me, of course, I'm going to go with the Canes. You know, um, I would say the Dolphins, but... I mean, you got a new coach, a young coach. He's not as aggressive as I would like him to be. You feel what I'm saying? But again, you just had an aggressive coach in um, Brian Flores. That didn't work out with Tua. Um, so, I mean, this is the year that 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 is make a break for Tua. I mean, there's a lot of um, 
pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on this new coach. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, you had Tom Brady come out and say, um, you know, that news about him joining the Miami Dolphins was he didn't he didn't deny it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so so you got that working against you because you're like, damn, they still can get Tom Brady. They still can get Sean Payton. You're a new head coach. If you fall on your face, you'll be like the Arizona um, Cardinals um, um, head coach that it was a one and done. You know what I'm saying? Um, before they wind up getting, I think, Kingsbury. But but again, I think the Dolphins, um, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Um and of course, I like the Canes. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the Canes a lot more than the Dolphins because they gave me a lot more success as I was growing up. The Dolphins were successful when I was not born. You feel what I'm saying? So um, I only could talk shit about our undefeated season and, and, and um, certain things like that. So me, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the Canes. I like the coaching staffs. I like um, the aggressiveness of Mario Cristobal from being, you know, um, one of the bottom feeders when it came to recruiting. Um, earlier this um before he got here and now we're number three and i think we were even be higher before the actual season started starts so i'm gonna go ahead and go with the cane but um continuing on the dolphins like yo you heard what tyreek i I knew you were gonna bring that up (laughs) i knew you were gonna bring that up i mean (laughs) I've been saying this for the longest. The most accurate quarterback in NCAA history. And then one day when I said that, you was like, tell, no, tell efficient, what he said. efficient. You said efficient. But yeah, but yeah. but Tyreek, Tyreek said the same thing I said. The most accurate quarterback in NCAA history. Now, again, we have the, the GOAT, Tom Brady, supposedly. He was in the NCAA. All these great quarterbacks that you guys know about, they came yeah. from the NCAA. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, I mean, if he's considered the best um, accurate quarterback of all time in NCAA history, then what, what does that mean? I mean, last year, not last year, but the year before last and last year, he wasn't healthy. Now I'm hearing his hip, his hip is healthy. People saying that he can't throw a deep ball. I mean, they said that about Drew Brees. He's a Hall of Famer, so I don't care. And what did he say? Yeah, you can have a strong arm, but damn, Tom Brady's not known for having a strong arm. Why did he win all these Super Bowls? Accuracy. He throws it right in your chest, right in the breadbasket. You feel me? So you can run in, in, in transition and you're running. You don't need to stop. Yeah, that's what I want. You feel what I'm saying? Now, again, Tyreek actually made Patrick Mahomes look better because you probably overthrowed the ball a lot of time with that strong arm and he just fast enough to run under it. Now he's going to go ahead and just have it where he's going to be doing this. You know, that, that, that cartoon with the, um, the road runner meet me. Yes. That's what he's going to be doing with Waddle. You know what I'm saying? And I've been saying this for the longest. So yes, you knew I was going to bring this up I'm, I'm and I want to hear your take. Like, <laughs> like what was you thinking when you seen that? Cause I know you was thinking about me. You feel me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you was, of course, the first person that, that came to my head when I heard Tyreek say that, um, well, basically what he said, he was like, oh, that Patrick Mahomes has a stronger arm, but he was saying that Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, which is, which is, you know, that, that was the mind blow, mind blowing um, statement for me. Thank you. One. I think he was saying it to um, just give props to his new quarterback and just kind of give him the props that, that 
like, hey, I'm confident in you, and I think you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If I'm a quarterback and I hear my number one receiver who just came over here and said that, then I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, this guy has all the confidence in me, so I'm going to let it rip. The second thing, though, hold on, the second thing, the second thing that came to mind for me was that now you're putting all this pressure on the young boy Tua. you know, what I'm saying now you now he has to produce now he has to produce because because Tyreek Hill has just basically crowned you as as one of the if not the most accurate quarterback in the NFL And now if that doesn't happen or if anything remotely not close to that happens, then now the the whole rhetoric is going to be about Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying? And and like, oh, um, he was supposed to be the most active quarterback. What was happening? So there is some kind of, you know, innate pressure that 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 statement comes with, you know what I'm saying? I was happy to hear it, but. You haven't even played with Tua in a game yet. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's play. Oh, let's play in a game first, not practice. I'm like one of the haters. I'm not right? talking about practice. You know, we talking about practice here. You know Yo, what I'm saying? You sound not like a game. ESPN. So, but when a game happens and like you know, let's get four games in, and, and if he says that, then I'm okay. Yeah, and if he's as accurate as he's supposed to be, then yeah. I'm happy. I'm gonna rub it in your face. I'm happy that he thinks the world of him and trying to instill some confidence into her because he he probably gonna need it because it's gonna be a make or break year for Tua. But at the same time, I don't think he really needed to say it. Yeah, he didn't need to, but why hold the truth in? The truth will set you free, is what they people be saying. <laughs> He's just saying the f- truth. It's not like him and Patrick Mahomes have, you know, a rift that made him leave or anything like that. No, you know what I'm saying? And not just that, Tua and Patrick Mahomes are homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, why, like, yo, ain't no need to actually, actually um, poo-poo on, on his name. You know what I'm saying? So again, at the end of the day, I think it's truth and conviction in what he's saying, something that I've been saying I mean, me, I'm like looking at you crazy because I'm like, dog, before the season even started last year, both of us wanted him to sit the whole season because we knew he was not injured. They want to throwing him in there. Why? Because they're like, they want to see the growth. They want to see this, that, and the other. But damn, this whole time, everybody been knowing that he, his hip is not 100%. For you to know that he's not accurate the way he needs to be, and his hip is like maybe 75%. Like, I'm going to give him a pass. You need to give him a pass. You need to give him an actual pass. You know what I'm saying? So, again, when it ultimately comes down to it, Tua's going to prove everybody wrong, except me, because, I mean, I'm on his side. That pressure that you're talking about, like, yo, this dude done came in a national championship game when they was losing. They put him in the game. He won. If that's not pressure, you can't tell me what's pressure. So pressure ain't nothing. Pressure bust pipes. He ain't, ain't, ain't nothing busting over here. You feel hey, what I'm saying? Man. But that's no, but I understand it's the national championship game, but dude was a freshman, man. Like exactly. Even proving my point even more. You a freshman, they throw you in the game and you win a national championship. Oh my God, what's going on over here? And it's not like the guy that was in front of you was a scrub. He's in the league right now. What's going on? What is going on? You play for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. You know what I'm saying? 
So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the Dolphins going to go ahead and continue doing what they're doing. They're going to be balling like dogs. You feel me? And they're going to make me make you eat your words. <laughs> I, I hear you. Uh, I know we're still talking football, but I just want to shout out the other the other great players that I saw at the 7-on-7 seven seven in Vegas. Brandon Innes, the, every bit of a five-star that's out there, bro. Like, he's every bit of a five-star. He, he, he can run every route. He's a dog. He can beat you with the nine route, post route, under uh, like little under routes. Um, he is just a really dynamic player. There, there's some players like, yeah, you're like, mm, maybe should be a four star. Nah, this kid here is an athlete on all on all levels. He could actually punt well. I've seen this kid punt. He's played quarterback last year because his quarterback on his team got hurt. So they just put him in at quarterback and he won games at quarterback so he's an athlete on all levels and I had a chance to speak to him and he had glowing uh, things to say about coach Cristobal and Miami and before I was saying Brandon Ennis no chance uh, to come to Miami because he was saying hey I want to I want to travel outside of Miami I want to explore outside of Miami is basically what he was saying but now He's saying since this new coaching staff and Coach Cristobal, that has changed his whole perspective. And you can see the story on footballhopbed.com because I, um, I wrote about that. Actually, I think I forgot to post that on, on Instagram. But, um, but yeah, um, he said that Miami definitely is a possibility now. I mean, he's still being recruited by the best of, of the best, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, USC, and LSU are his teams, but Miami is um is firmly in there um, because of the family atmosphere that he said is, is over there. Um, he said he really feels like it's genuine. Um, you know, the, the family atmosphere is there, like some some coaches talk, but, you know, Cristobal really kind of backs it all up. I mean, he just had glowing things to say about the University of Miami um, compared to other schools. And this is fresh off of Alabama visit. You know what I'm saying? He said Alabama was good or whatnot, but it, it didn't give off the same glow that he would when he was talking about the University of Miami. So I, I just want to make you happy, Wes, and say that five-star Brandon Ennis is still in play for the yes. Miami Hurricanes for the 2020 yes. uh, season, along with um, – can you imagine Robbie, Ray Ray, and Brandon Ennis? Oof. That'd be, that'd be crazy if you get all three of them. Because to me, those are my three favorite players to watch from this 23 class. Most explosive, exciting, like they'll make a play. Guys, you know what I'm saying? They, they're they worth the cost of admission, those three guys, because they're going to make a play to make you say, oh, something. So yes, I just want to say Brandon Ennis shine um, during, during the uh, seven on seven. Yeah, um, and definitely you guys, make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe, you know, to – um our instagram all platforms instagram our youtube you can follow marcus for more exclusive um interviews and more pertinent things as far as with seven on sevens on Kings county on instagram you also can follow him on the benjamin report on instagram of course you know what you're getting with us with the mark west sports on um, podcast so you can follow us on all three of those platforms definitely gonna get insight certain things that people don't even got like you hear what marcus saying he got so much 
videos and interviews he haven't even posted yet. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah, definitely if you want to go ahead and tap in and make sure that you zoned into, you know, um, critical information, especially when it involves the University of Miami, definitely follow him on Kings County and on the Benjamin Report and of course the Mark West Sports Podcast. Yeah, appreciate that. I might as well officially announce, you know, what's going on because I did make an announcement uh, via social media. I will be within the Rivals Network starting July 1st. Miami.rivals.com is the URL website, but you can also find it on canescounty.com starting July 1st. And it's going to be a lot of more of this exclusive news on Kane recruits, South Florida recruits, Miami Hurricanes updates. And we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, some other staff members that, you know, is familiar with um, Miami recruiting that are going to be jumping on board with us. So it's, it's, it's just going to be on a whole nother level starting July 1st throughout the football season for the next, uh, you know, few years. So that's big um, being a part of the Rivals Network. So I uh, just kind of want to formally just make that announcement here on the Mark West sports podcast yes yes um, congratulations again congratulations you know big step in in your reporting um journalism career and yeah man you know we behind you all the way and of course Appreciate all our subscribers it. definitely follow him and you know we got to support each other so yeah we definitely need that from you guys but um yeah, yeah transition before all of this i just want to say it was on a part-time basis so if you liked anything that you saw from me on a part-time basis it's about to be on a full-time basis uh, coming July. So it's going to be a lot of information, a lot of uh, interviews um, that I'm going to get with kids. I got like, I don't know, maybe 15 interviews on my phone that I have to kind of de- decipher through. Uh, you'll, you'll see all of that on, on, on Rivals, maybe some on Football Hotbed for the last few, few weeks that I was there. Shout out to footballhotbed.com for giving me the platform to put my information out there for, for me to be noticed like like a, a big uh, conglomerate like rivals.com uh, um so i just wanted to say something about uh brandon ennis and then one last kid that really impressed me a lot that miami is looking at is jury actually a couple of players but jury on dickey is a, is a player out of uh california and he played for my play for miami immortals so this kid he visited miami last week and he loved Miami. Once again, glowing recommendations. And, and you're going to love this, too, because he, he loves to fish, bruh. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's oh, a big-time fisherman. He actually played in a fisherman hat, you know what I'm saying, in, in 707. That's how much he loves fishing. He was telling me about all the fish that he, was, that he liked to catch, and he told me he was fishing on campus. I didn't know you can even do that, but he said, yo, when they told me that I could fish on campus, I was in. <laughs> that's what he told me. I was like, okay. Also, that's a story you can see on, on footballhotbed.com. He was by far and away to me the, the best player for Miami Immortals uh, uh, during the weekend. And that's saying a lot <laughs> considering all the players that they have. Um, what position he, he play on? Is he a four-star, five-star? What, what is it? He's a four-star receiver out of, out okay. of California, but he's committed to Oregon right now i just want to let y'all know Cristobal but came from oregon <laughs> exactly exactly my point uh so he Cristobal was already recruiting him while at oregon he just committed to oregon last month but he's still very interested in miami 
So I'm not saying that he is, is going to flip or that, but that is a high possibility coming from you. Um, so basically, yeah, exactly. You know, what Miami has to provide is also the beaches, which also means you can fish all day. Um, so he told me he researched in the water or out the water because you know yeah. we got a whole lot of fish walking around here too <laughs> right right I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he was checking that out too because he told me he did his research about Miami before you know even coming there so some of these kids they they just really smart and they they, they they're really groomed really well and he's one of the kids and he said he did his research uh, about Miami his entire junior year you know, saying so he's already been looking into Miami, and when when my and Cristobal came over from Oregon to Miami, he got even more interested. He said he was just waiting for one offer from the state of Florida, and he finally got it because he he wanted to come to Florida. And I was like, Wes, so we 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 were the first team out of Florida to offer you, and you already have a relationship with Cristobal, so you already you already know that. For me, I'm projecting him to also be on this class so this could be a, a one of the best wide receiver classes in a long time if you get you know all, all four of these guys that I just just mentioned um and then anybody else um oh Kamarni Kormani McLean the number one DB in the nation I had a chance to speak to him as well he played for South Florida Express so he transferred from Lake Gibson to Lakeland and I don't know if you know Wes but Lakeland always funneling kids to Florida the Gators so I asked him straight up I was just like um so everybody's saying I was like everybody's saying that you you know likely are going to go to Florida because you went to Lakeland he was like nah that doesn't mean that Miami's still in the business still in the mix and he's originally from Pompano by the way you know, he's know. originally from down here, down here from the crib. He moved up there because of family. Um, and now he's in Lakeland because it's just a better school overall. Gives him a chance to win a state title. Um, and that, but he, but he still has very strong ties to Miami. So I'm not going to say he's out of the question, but this kid obviously being the number one DB in the nation is being recruited by everybody. Ohio State, Alabama are, are pretty much and Florida, I, I think, are, are the three front runners. But don't count out Miami uh, with this one because I also asked him about winning and how much that plays a factor in his decision. And he said that plays a big factor. He's likely going to wait through, through um, throughout the season before making his decision. So if Miami, let's just say, best case scenario, we're undefeated <laughs> uh, going into the ACC championship game. That is going to weigh heavily on a kid like Cormani McLean, who wants to come back home. He, he still talks about Miami and South Florida as home. That's home for him. So, so I just want to throw that out there as well. A lot of people think Cormani McLean is not in, not in the picture at all um, for the Hurricanes class, but the number one DB in the nation is still, and he looked great too. He looked great. He actually had the game-clinching interception at the end of the uh, championship game for South Florida Express. So okay. he's the la last recruit I'll talk about, um, unless someone else pops up in my mind. <laughs> but um, okay. so yeah, I got I got a bunch of information from, from a lot of kids. 
over the weekend. Um, but overall, overall, pretty positive. To, to answer your question about Antonio Robinson, I wanted to say that Miami is not, he, he said Miami is not really in contact with him. I did ask, but he said that he's, they're really not, not in contact with him at this time. So I don't know. Hey, that still could be a possibility. You never know how things uh, shape out. But Kamani McLean still still in play. Okay. So. Okay. I'm pretty sure they'll see the light in the University of Miami, you feel me, sooner or later, you know what I'm saying? But um, jumping into um, different sport, you know, basketball, of course, you know, the Miami Heat were out of the playoffs right now, not in the championship where we supposed to be. But um, it's all good. Um, I, I really um, want to know how you feel about Pat Riley's, um, you know, after season press conference. I mean, I like the plain fact that he called out Carl Lowry. He called out Tyler Hero saying that he want to be a starter. He's like, yo, I mean, you want to be a starter? Come and train the cat and earn that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, that's another thing that, you know, um, I didn't like about Tyler Hero at that particular time because you got to understand the reporters, they be baiting you to answer certain questions. You feel what I'm saying? And you wind up basically going against what Miami be speaking on, you know, everything be in, in house. If you want to be a starter, cool, no pressure, but it's like, there's more drama, um, in the locker room and when there shouldn't even must be any drama, you know what I'm saying? Um, also, um, the news out on you is like, yo, you and your dumb, your, your baby mama just broke up, had a heated conversation and you know, y'all, y'all not with each other anymore. I mean, I seen you posted a picture of her recently and this, that and the other, but, um, from what I'm, my understanding is y'all not together anymore. Of course, I don't really care about people relationships, but again, that was kind of one of the things that um, people was giving you slack about um, when you was in a bubble, you know, um, or after the bubble, because, you know, you, your season was a little down um, compared to the bubble. You know what I'm saying? And um, you didn't get to play the way you were supposed to play in the playoffs. You feel me? I mean, I didn't get baby goat from you in the playoffs. Yeah. You showed up, some games, but a lot of the games you didn't, and then you wind up getting hurt. And of course, you know, Marcus availability is the best ability and you wasn't available when we actually needed you game seven, even like three points from you would have, would have done better than what Kyle Lowry gave us, you know, three turnovers back to three or four turnovers back to back. And also you three or four bricks back to back from you, you know, same possession from you. So, um, I really truly feel like, um, Miami is going to be in some type of mix to get Mitchell, to get Embiid. I seen Embiid posted something about, you know, um, possibly maybe joining teams with Jimmy. You know, I also seen Bam Adebayo and also Donovan and, and, and Jimmy Butler with Donovan Mitchell out. You know what I'm saying? We do know that Dwayne Wade, he may be, he may be a spy. I didn't like him being in another organization, but if this was the actual move the whole time, then salute to you <laughs> because yeah. like you brought Jimmy Butler over here. Now it seemed like you bringing Donovan Mitchell over here. And me personally, I think Donovan Mitchell is closer to Wade than anybody else in the NBA right now. You know what I'm saying? As far as with the defense, maybe not so much, but again, you can learn that in Miami Heat culture, especially if you got the, the feet. If your feet is fast, then you could play defense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Kyle Lowry could play defense, supposedly he'd be flopping. 
So I mean, look at look at the defensive player of the year, player pure flopper all the time. So maybe you know, I mean, you got offense. Your offense is is, is stout. You know, top ten um, probably score in the league in my eyes. So so if you got that, you got Jimmy Butler, you got Bam or whatever. I I, I do think if we wind up getting him, Tyler Hero's gonna be gone. I don't mind him being gone because again, you keep breaking character from our culture. Um, I really would want you to stay, but if you go, that's cool. I'll get rid of you and I'll possibly get rid of, um, what's his name? Kyle Lowry, or I'll get rid of Kyle Lowry and I'll get rid of Duncan Robinson. Keep you over here. It'll be, um, Donovan Mitchell playing the one, um, Tyler Hero playing the two and you got, um, Jimmy Butler possibly paying the, playing the three, but we play, we play every position down here. So it really doesn't even matter. Um, I think Bam, um, I would say put him in power forward, but you know, I think other power, real power forward, power forwards are as athletic as him. So his 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 little step that he got on most defenders, he won't have that with a traditional power forward. So he may have to stay at um center. And also when it comes to Embiid, you know, I like Embiid, but he has a history of being injured. Um, of course, we do know that he uh, was in the running to be MVP this year. I don't know why Jimmy Butler wasn't. Um, but regardless of the fact, any one of those moves where we could probably get Embiid or we could probably get Donovan Mitchell, um, I'd love to see. I, you know, I'm not really up for um, Bradley Bill. I, I, me personally, I think that he's going to go to Boston, especially when they lose the finals. I want them to lose the finals. They don't deserve to be in the finals. But um I know y'all gonna be listening to this shit and be like, man, they don't deserve to be in the finals. They beat your team. Um, the rest was cheating. You feel <laughs> I me? Mean? I'm just being. Look, look. I yeah. mean, go ahead and look at look at the the replays. Look, look at our posts. Look at what 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 people been saying. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and, and and you got the referee, um, Tim Don Donaghy or then Donahue. He wind up saying what he's saying. So um, you don't need to believe me. Believe the guy that was actually refereeing these games and went to jail behind uh, rigging games. So you don't need to believe me, believe him, you know, yeah. um, now. So again, I really think that the Miami he's going to be in a good position to get any one of these guys, you know, Pat Riley, he, he did say, you know, LeBron James, there's a key still under the mat for your boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind getting you as well, you know? Um, but again, um, anything is better than the team that we have now. And even though we made it there, we do know Jimmy Butler is traditionally not a scorer. He, you know, he scores, he did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and you know, that just shows that our culture, we build people up, we make them shoot better, we make them play defense better, this, that, and the other. Um, so anybody else like Donovan Mitchell, you come over here, you're gonna learn that defense. I mean, Tyler Hero is learning defense, you know, so. Yeah. Um, that's what I get from that. What you what you get from 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 what happened? I mean, I love I love the the move for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, come on, like I feel like he is a heat culture type of guy. I think somebody who can, you know, plug and play immediately and have an impact. And I'd be okay with with letting go of Tyler Hero and um, Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson uh, for Don for Donovan. Um, you know Mitchell and Joel Embiid. I mean that that's that's 
I, it feels like it's a dream, though. You know, but <laughs> LeBron James felt like a dream, too. And that came true. <laughs> um, but if Joel Embiid would totally change the trajectory of this team, I, I think I, even with Donovan Mitchell, I think we're a championship team. We were very close to being a championship team this year. Um, I think I agree with you. I feel like the, the refs did cheat us for, for that last uh, series. Um, but I'm, I'm not so sure if we would beat Golden State or not. I know we would make it a competitive series. And who knows? Maybe, maybe we do beat Golden State in a seven-game series. But um, from what I heard from some of the press conference from Pat Riley, I heard that this is what I heard, you know, what I gathered from what he said. Like, we were good enough to win a championship this year. Um, but there were some people who, based on injuries, weren't able to contribute. So you're talking about um, Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry, and both of them, soft uh, muscle issues. It's not like you tore, your, you tore a ligament or something like that. So a lot of the times, that could be because lack of preparation or lack of stretching, that type of thing. Or you're just not in the best shape to because it's a lot of games let's you go through 82 games then you go through you know maybe 16 playoff games you know it's a lot and some of them are back to back and a lot of, a lot of players as we've seen in this playoffs broke down uh, because of injuries um but some players were able to fight through it like Jimmy um and others seemed to just continue to struggle or couldn't play like Kyle Lowry and, and Tyler Hero and I think that's what Pat Riley was 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 referring to and um if we make those changes i think we're gonna you know be a championship winning team instead of a championship level team and um i don't know what it's going to take but a media to to really kind of realize that the miami heat are the best team best team out of the eastern conference for this century and i know that sounds weird but they are. <laughs> They're the most consistent team from the year 2000 to now when it comes to winning um, games. So there's a lot of players out there that want to come to this franchise and they want to be a part of this heat culture. And I think Donovan Mitchell, I hope Wade is being a spy for them. And he's telling the telling Donovan, the spider that, uh, hey, you, you can come and spread your wings over here. We just need <laughs> one more piece. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all they really need. I mean, they made it to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Jimmy Jimmy Buckets makes that last bucket. We're in the finals, and we're probably on our way winning our championship right now. Yep. Um, so we're obviously like one piece, literally, away. Um, because if you had some production from Tyler Hero, who was hurt, or if you had Kyle Lowry, who played to his oh. paycheck, if he played to the level of his paycheck, then we would likely be in the finals right now. So I don't think you need to make a lot of changes. You know what I'm saying? I think Pat Riley realizes that. Um, but if there's a big whale out there, like an Embiid or, or Mitchell that is waiting in the wings, and I like Bradley Beal, if he comes, I, I, I'd take him too. I wouldn't give up a lot for him. I would probably still keep Lowry if I'm going to get Beal and let go of Hero and um, maybe do a signing trade with Oladipo. To bring in Beal, something like that. Uh, no. 
Like he just got healthy. Give him that. This is the year that we he, we get the the fruit for our labor for building him back up. We only seen him in the playoffs, really. Yeah, but I don't know. That was man. his training camp. Yeah, and I, I, there, he shined. He shined in some moments uh, in the playoffs, but there was some times where I was just like, yo, I felt like he was a detriment too at the same time. And That's I think I think Bradley Beal is just a better overall score than. Um, than uh, Oladipo. Um, Oladipo is probably a better defender because he he came up with some big stops in the playoffs. But I wouldn't mind seeing him seeing him go. But I would want to keep everybody else. Duncan Robinson, obviously, I've been saying we should let him go for whatever. If we we can get two draft picks for him, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but everybody else, I want to keep. I want to keep Struess. I want to keep. Um, Caleb Martin because he does so much and you need some guy a guy like that up coming off the bench um, and then uh, Gabe Vincent too I, I, I would want to keep him off the bench just in case you know um, Larry has another injury or whoever we bring in has is injury prone then you have a guy like Gabe Vincent that can give you some valuable minutes um, and then but overall, you know, I, I, I like what the Heat are, are, are in the news about. And I anticipate more of that's going to come up. There's going to be a name. We're going to be like, whoa, we really think about him. We're, we're going to find that out in a couple of months. We got the draft coming up in, I think, a week or so, maybe something like that. And then, you know, free agency starts. So it's going to be a lot of news coming up in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I feel good about our chances making it back to the finals next yeah, year. Me too, me too, me too. So, um, I mean, this is local news now. I don't know if you, well, you was out West, but I don't know if you heard this. You didn't see what happened at F, um, not FIU, but FAMU? Something about a train being run on somebody? Yeah, feel me? So the FAMU <laughs> football team yeah. was running a train on one of the janitors. One of the janitors. Exactly. One of the women female janitors. Wow. Yeah, you're like, damn, what? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I seen that. I'm like, hold up. And y'all got caught. So they basically like shut down a whole lot of stuff involving the football team after that. But I mean, can you blame them? Who are you blaming? Are you blaming the janitor or are you blaming the kids? Because the janitor, I don't want to hear old oh, women they're frail. This is this is 2022. Like like we got the women's movement empowerment movement where women are strong now. You know what I'm saying? So again, I don't want to y'all to keep portraying or picturing these women as frail, weak people that get easily manipulated by men. And these are young men now. So you got a grown lady getting manipulated by young men. No 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 no. You knew what it was. You probably like, damn, these these, these people going to go ahead and probably go to the league. They're going to make some type of money. Again, right now, you got NIL deals and stuff like that. They don't even need to make it to the league to get that money. So let me go ahead and probably try to get pregnant by somebody. Y'all need a rare no rubber. You feel me? I saw good. You feel me? And then I'll go ahead and test the whole team if I get pregnant. Somebody's going to wind up being the baby daddy, and I'm going to wind up making a whole lot of money, and I don't need to be no janitor no more so when i seen that i was like big up to the football team for doing their thing 
know what I'm saying? Because I mean, like, what you want? I mean, they didn't rape her. You know what I'm saying? Like, but how you just, how you know though? How you know that? Really? How you know that? I know they didn't rape her, man. Like, I know a lot of women growing up. They used to get ran trains on them because they want to be down. Let's just be real. Some of them want to be down. Some some of them going through stuff at the crib that they're not letting people know, but they're going through whatever at the crib and they want to release some stress. And what's the best thing to release some stress? A little bit of in your life. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so again, that's what I really think is what happened. But when you seen this, what was you thinking? I know the evil antennas is coming. I'm like, in. damn, like, and I'm wearing a freaking fam you shirt right now. Oh, because <laughs> um, I, I went there and um, it was fun. <laughs> Let me just say that I, I I knew of all types of activity that was going on. I'm not gonna say that I partook in any of those situations. Yeah, but there were situations where women kind of willingly did it on their own. So I just, I do want to point that out, but there are some situations where um, they are not conscious. You know what I'm saying? We're like, not talking about those not, situations right there. Not, We're not talking about this, those situations. If this is not that situation, then yeah, it's all good, you know? But, uh, but yeah, it's something that happens pretty much all the time. I'm pretty sure it happens on every college campus. Let's, let's just be mm -hmm. real about it. Mm -hmm. Every, this, this is an HBCU. Can you imagine what happens at Alabama or, you know, I'm not even going to say Miami, but because I don't want to put that in that same light. That's not going to happen <laughs> in Miami. I but, mean, uh, the campus too small. We like, it's going to happen just in the city. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen on campus. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to happen yeah. in the city. It's, so that, it's going to happen at FAMU, it's going to happen well. at, at Tuskegee, Tuskegee, you know what I'm saying? It's going to happen at, <laughs> you know, UTEP, you know what I'm saying? It's going to happen <laughs> at, at those type of programs. So um, if she willingly did it, then I hope she, she had a good time. <laughs> hope she had a good time and like, benefits, but at the same time, I think she hurt uh, the football program because uh, how did this come out, though? Did she come out and uh, say it happened? No, she, she didn't come out and say anything. She got caught. So she got caught getting him. Then you feel oh, me? So hemmed up. The, uh, and and that's basically what came by. Was like, yeah, there on? you go. <laughs> and man, that hard man on uh, monitor need to. They need all the kids need to ban whoever done reported that because, like, it's not a rape. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I knew, I knew, I knew um certain um things when people was getting run. Look, you got the dudes, they put some of them outside smoking, drinking, and then you got one dude smashing the dime up in the room, and then he goes out, he goes to the bathroom. Next, next. It's not no the, the trains that y'all thinking about, it's not the trains like like there's like eight dudes in one room and there's one girl. No, I mean, that would possibly be a rape. You feel what I'm saying? Regardless if she's willing. No, we talking about like, yo, she just know like, all right, I'm going to stay in here. You know, he finished next person, next person, next person, next person. You feel what I'm saying? And that's how, that's how I remember these trains being ran. Now, I haven't partaked in any of those. You feel me? And if I did, I was the first person and I was gone. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what happened after I was done. You feel what I'm saying? But again, if you really want to be technical with it, I think that, you know, she just, you know, was, 
you know, attracted to these younger athletes, you know, they're, they're in better shape than the average person. You know, they getting these NIL money. Uh, I'm a janitor. Like, it's not like I'm a teacher. I'm a janitor. And I ain't throwing no shit on janitor's name because I mean, somebody got to do the job. But again, at the end of the day, it's not like the, the best job that people will say, Oh, I'm a janitor and say, you know, probably like you're an attorney or something. So, so again, I think it just was, you know, she was feeling frisky. Of course, you know, young men are always frisky. And they 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 met up right in the middle. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> and they met up right in the middle. But you know, hopefully, hopefully the kids um learn a lesson from this, you know. Right. Um, hopefully exactly. it's not um it don't turn into a a rape allegation because sometimes when this happened and women get caught, they scream rape just to save face with their family and their friends so let's just not hope this just hope that this is not the case and everybody was mutual in understanding that you know they just wouldn't they just wanted a little bit of sexual healing and you know yeah, she yeah. got healed you feel me now hey, hey i i went i i went to a place vegas where prostitution is legal and obviously florida is, is not legal <laughs> you know so i mean however i guess my point is like however you want to live your life is how you want to live it you know and you whatever go. you want to do it should be you know as long as it's i guess legal you know yes. it's fine but at the same time you got to be more careful, man. Like if you're a kid, like, and if you're doing something that is considered, you know, risque, then you got to keep it on low, kid. You got to keep it on low, closed doors, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure you got some, you, you know, you, you just make sure that stuff doesn't get out, you know, like anything that would be considered not very, you know, looked at positively in, in, in the human eye or in the world's eye. Um, so that that's the one thing I don't want to see fam you who's starting to come up they actually had a really good football team last year one of the best HBCUs in the country I don't want to see um, any type of sanctions or anything happen to them because of this situation so have a consensual sex if it's consensual yeah because like you said they may come out and say hey they they tried to rape me you know that could happen look at this whole Deshaun Watson thing still going on and people still coming out to this day saying, oh, he did like this and, and did that. So, like, you know, you just don't want to have that tarnishing your name. Because obviously, if Deshaun Watson did this or not, he still name is tarnished. Because people always don't say, like, oh, well, why, do you, why did you need so many masseuses? Why are you DMing so many masseuses? Look, Why, if, if you like the massage so much, then how can you just didn't stick with one? They're not person? keeping it real. Look, they're not keeping it real. You will not know what happened. His ass got a whole lot of money, and his ass was fucking all them damn dimes. Some of them, some of them was masseuses. Some of them was not masseuses. They know that he got bread. I mean, they may think he's an attractive person, whatever. I mean, like, look, Biggie got faith. And that's Biggie. Look at Biggie. You know what I'm saying? And you got Deshaun Watson. I mean, I ain't, I ain't, I don't go that way, but I think he can snatch anybody that he wants. Plus, you got the money. Plus, you the number one quarterback of a team. Like, come on, man. Let's just keep it real. Like, yo, these women wanted some money. Or they didn't even want no money. They just wanted to be in the presence of this dude. They don't mind smashing him. They probably thought it was more than what it was. You know what I'm saying? And they and and, and you know it, it it wind up going left. I mean, you got future. Future came out. What song that is? Um, future came out with um Valentine's Day is the worst day because he got too many dimes. 
That's the same thing that I'm talking about. You know, this is basically what actually happens. Some people, they, 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 they got the money and, you know, when you got the money, you're going to splurge. And now we're not talking about materialistic things. You're going to splurge with the sack too. You know what I'm saying? Why you got me, you got um, um, bad baby making millions of dollars. You feel me? I mean, you got women, you know, making millions of dollars on OnlyFans just for showing on um, their feet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so again, like, come on, man. I ain't going to blame that man for going ahead and trying to dig in that. You feel me? Go ahead and do your thing. But it is what it is. Did you, matter of fact, did you see what happened in Germany? They, 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 um, Germany city took to allow women to go to pools topless to promote gender equality. To promote gender What's equality. What's going on over here? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> promote gender equality. Oh, you talking about because a man can show his nipples? Like, why can't a female show their nipples? Exactly. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? I so, always thought that. Finally, someone else is thinking. <laughs> look, look, you know, um, that's what's going on. And I, I wouldn't mind that, especially in Miami. We already got um, Hallover where you can be topless. I remember going on that beach when I was legit. You feel me? And I mean, I used to see like all type of craziness, you know, bad ones, but yeah. then I, yeah, I didn't like seeing the old ones. When you yeah. walk a little too far, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, well, where the hell am I? You know? But yeah. Hey, regardless I, I of I've been, been to that beach one time. It was it was nice. <laughs> you know? Hey, you know, I just I just love the plain fact gender equality, man. I mean, look. Hey, you know, you're going to see it in all different sports. You know, Boosie Ben said this, that they were going to do stuff like this with the gender. And you see, I mean, we spoke on that, that, that swimmer that, you know, you came last place and now you, you're in first place, you know, and gender equality. Let's go ahead and have them, you know, be able to, you know, nah, I don't know how many women going to actually do that. Matter of fact, a lot of women probably going to do that because ever since... Um, a lot of women are going to do that, especially in Europe, because it's, it's not as serious. Uh, you know, they have commercials in Europe where women are topless. You see? So, you see? So, yeah, um, that was that was one thing. Then um, there was another thing. Did you see the, the boxer that passed away from a brain injury after he was seen boxing an invisible um, opponent in the ring during the fight? You know what I'm saying? And then he wind up you know, um, dying after the fight. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, it's it too much blows. Yeah, so I think he got hit. He got hit. Like, he was having a fight. He got hit in the head. And I think there was an internal injury that we couldn't see. Yeah. And you wind up seeing that, you know, he was moving funny in the ring. He stopped fighting the guy that he was fighting in the ring. He started fighting an invisible opponent, you oh, know, man. throwing blows in the air, like, you know what I'm saying? So... They should have probably stopped the fight after they seen that because obviously, you know, when it comes to internal bleeding and certain things like that, hemorrhage in the brain, you know, a lot of things going to actually um, happen. Um, and though this is what one of them, you know what I'm saying? And he wound up passing away. And matter of fact, he was undefeated, you know, his whole career until that match. You feel me? Wow. So, so, you know, um, God rest his soul, you know, I don't remember his name to actually, you know, pay him like, real respect on, on our podcast, but um, unfortunate situation, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Then you got Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, he got offered like 900 million or a billion dollars to actually go ahead and golf 
um in the Saudi um the Saudi golf tournament or golf league and he turned that shit down. You know what I'm saying? He turned it down and you know I feel him, you know, because you know the Saudis they do have a different way of actually moving in their society. I mean, you got people that get killed. You got, um, you know, I don't know how they treat their women and certain things like that. Yeah. It had to be something serious where Tiger would be like, you going to give me a, a billion dollars to golf? Something that I love to do? Hey, Marcus, yo, we, yeah. we out. You feel what I'm saying? I, well, I ain't turning that down. What is it? You feel me? Now, again, it may be if you're like, oh, you got you to gotta, um, be in a league that Hitler made. Or you, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't know the Saudis for being that ruthless. But again, you know, I haven't done my research on them. You know, they probably horrible people, but I mean, people still trade, people still do all types of um, um, trading activities with the Saudis. So um, I don't know what was behind him actually, um, you know, um, denying the offer. I mean, they, I mean, a billion dollars, you don't get paid that much money at the PGA tour. You're like, yo, that's yeah. like unprecedented money. You feel what I'm saying? And I heard of, some other individuals was offered um, money to go ahead and golf, like, you know, people that big name from the PGA tour and stuff like that. And I guess um, after Tyler, Tiger Woods said no, you know, everybody followed suit. But yeah, um, I, heard, I heard some players did go and they got suspended. They got suspended by the PGA tour. Like, um, why? Maybe that's the reason maybe that played a factor why Tiger didn't agree to it. But I know Phil Mil Phil Mickelson, who's like one of the more popular guys, was one of the guys who said yeah to it, and then he got suspended by the PGA uh, tour. So I I don't I don't really know. I don't really. They got a feel. Like they got a feel, Phil Mickelson, man. I mean, for for this dude here, I, he looks like he's on all type of drugs. I mean, I know he's considered one of the best golfers of all time, but you see him, he look like the the crack um, tails creeper. You feel me when you see him, um, but you know, and, and he has a history for gambling a lot of money and he owes people money. He owes his caddy money and this, that, and the other. So he probably owned because he gambled a lot. He probably went over there because he, I mean, he made a billion dollars in golfing and, 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 you know, from golfing and, and advertisement and certain things like that. And yeah. I mean, if you lost all that money and somebody about to give you a boost, you feel me? I don't care if you suspend me. How long are you going to suspend me? A year? But I get this billion dollars? Let me go play that. I'll be back next year. You feel me? But that's just me, you know? Um, what you would have done in that situation? You would have said no, or you would have accepted the the little ban that did not ban, but suspension, but you a billionaire now. Marcus is a billionaire it now. It, it depends. on. I would have to do my research on, on that company and that country. Uh, if they doing the stuff that I don't agree with, then no. But if not, then yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm not going to just turn down the money and you're not going to just uh, cripple me and say that I can't be in the PGA. And I'm Tiger Woods anyway. Like, I don't I don't need to golf anymore. You know, like I'm already a billionaire or, you know, um, you know, got plenty of endorsements that to kind of still carry me, carry me over. So even though I think he probably lost all of his anyway, but still, but still, I I don't know. I, I think I would have took it straight up. Uh, yo, so <laughs> so I think I think with I think with Saudi Arabia, like kind of like what Wes said, like you know, it's a, it's a different culture, it's a different religion, the way they live. You know, like their, I guess like their human rights stuff isn't like you know, but 
the, the, uh, I think uh, what they did was they kind of, they killed an American journalist not too long ago. I think uh, when Trump was still in, in office, maybe like two or three years ago. Yeah. Like, cause I guess he was writing bad things about the crown that. prince. That's Ben Solomon guy. So yeah. as soon as soon as he touched, I don't know why this guy. This guy was talking like writing things negatively about them. I don't know why he he flew to Saudi Arabia. I guess he had like family over something over there. As soon as he touched down, they snatched him up, they killed him, and they and supposedly they say they quartered him, which means they cut him up into four, you know, into quarters. And so like the our relationship with them is uh, sort of strained because of that because um uh, yeah yeah but some some other like deep political shit but yeah yeah i probably i probably would have probably wouldn't do it then (laughs) they over here killing journalists yo those are my peoples (laughs) so (laughs) nah man I, i can't i can't mess with that it's like the mexican cartel yeah yeah it Speaking is what it Mexican, is, man. I think I, I ain't see. I saw so many more Mexicans in my life than ever. I mean, you were in Vegas, <laughs> Vegas right? border, border, yeah. right there. You know what I'm like, you, but you just don't realize how many Mexicans they are um, until you're out of South Florida, because we don't really have Mexicans like that. You know, our 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 Mexicans are Cubans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we got we got Cubans like all day, but then it's like it's like all. All Mexicans and a bunch of Asians too. There's a lot of diversity over there in Las Vegas, which is kind of different. You hardly see any Asians down here in South Florida. So that was a good um culture shift, just kind of seeing what's out there. But I'll probably be out there again next year. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. you're gonna be everywhere, man, for what you yeah, got going I, on. I so <laughs> you're not just gonna be in Vegas. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. you in better weather. You feel me? Where you can actually, matter of fact, and not just that, but you know, I know wifey gonna like it because she gets to travel a little bit more as well. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. She, I mean, she was telling me she was like, "Man, thank you for the life that I never knew that I could have." <laughs> oh yeah, damn. See, yeah, on, man, winning already, winning yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the best, best is yet to come, though. Anything I got else one, you want to cover, though? One more thing, you know, we've been. You know, when she actually moved a certain way earlier this year or um, late last year, um, we didn't like how she was actually moving. And and she seemed like she redeeming herself right now. That's Shakari Richardson. She just won um, a 200 meter race. I, I think the New York City. Uh, yeah, uh, I've seen a clip of it. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, she it looked she like she was. She was looking fine, I want to say, and she was running in fishnets, bruh. You seen that? Come on she now, you know, come on fishnets. now. She had come the fishnets on. on her sleeve and on her legs, looking, mm-hmm. looking hot, bro. So like, so, she she worth just the just just to watch, even if she <laughs> wins or loses. Um, I, I like how she's embracing her sexuality. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, my whole thing is you can embrace your sexuality, but damn, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. Like, I mean, let me not say nobody. I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? 
but a lot of people, you know, when you when you have this type of platform, if they know that you go that way, they're going to try to have all these different sponsors um, have you promote that more. And my whole thing is like, why even promote it? What it is is what it is. If that's the way you go, then that's just the way you go. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't like the plain fact that, you know, um, I mean, I know I'm straight. You know you're straight. We're not over here saying, hi, hi, I'm straight. You feel I me? Mean? Like <laughs> we're just living our life. Just live your life and call it a day. Just, you know, um, just moving like that will show people that, you know, like people got to grow up and um, get over certain things. You feel what I'm saying? And of course, some people going to go ahead and still have their views. I have my views on that situation. But again, at the end of the day, like, you know, everybody's entitled to their own life. And um, I mean, I don't see no problem with her doing her thing. But again, a lot of people do. And a lot of people just not going to like her just because of her uh, sexual preference and this, that, and the other. So regardless of the fact, I mean, I, I just, when you win, I don't want to be hearing about that. You feel me? Let's talk about you. Let's talk about the race and call it a day. Yeah. Your personal sexual, nobody cares. Yeah, well, I don't care. You feel me? Let's go to, you win a race, you know, um, and you're, you're starting to re redeem yourself and make your comeback. Um, you know, it normally starts with one win. It's just like a shooter. You feel me? You, you are in a slump and eventually it's going to come back to you. So as far as with that part of her life, um, I, I don't, I could care less about it, but you know, shout out to Shikari Richardson for actually winning the race. Um, I didn't see the um, interview after, you know, to see actually how was she actually speaking? Was she um, entitled still or she was a little bit humbled? And I mean, yeah, I didn't see it either. Talking shit is not, I mean, you could talk shit, you feel what I'm saying? But, you know, it's it, it's a difference from talking shit. And it's another thing from what I seen um, your last interview when um, you were, when you lost and, you know, you just felt some type of way. So, um, regardless yeah. of the fact, you're going to get a shout out over here because me and Marcus, we did say, hopefully, um, what's happening in your life then is something that's going to help build you and make you stronger and better per person or a better athlete or whatnot, you know, and um, for the most part, it seemed like um, you heard what we were saying and you're moving in that direction. So shout out to Shakari Richardson yeah. for going ahead and um, not hiding in a shell, but actually um, continuing to do what she do with all the noise and actually winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you pretty much said it all. Um, I, I'm rooting for her because she represents the culture, man. She represents, you know, Black culture. Um, and I like that. She's basically the modern day Flojo, um, you know, and she had a stumble um, socially and kind of in the public eye because of the, you know, the weed situation. Yeah, you were going through uh, death in the family. We all can pretty much relate to that. Um, and then you were supposed to be on the biggest stage of your sport and you weren't able to, to, to be that. So obviously that was a down. So now you're on the way up. So yes, I'm, I'm definitely gonna root for you, Shikari Richardson. And hopefully you get back on that track where we can actually see you in the Olympics or, or any of these other big, uh, events where track is uh, showcased because you know you represent the culture and you're not bad looking at either so so um let's go let's go shikari <laughs> all right so you don't have anything else if it ain't nothing else um, um that, that's pretty much it for now um but we'll you know continue this 
yeah, we will continue, we'll continue this um, next time um, on the next episode. Well, that, that's you. That's you that closes out. So you close it yes, out. Yes, you know how I do. So uh, uh, um, we're going to go ahead and close this out. And until the next episode of the Mark West Sports Podcast, peace. peace.